So welcome to season two of Just Us Talking. <laughs> we are, we're back on the groove and I'm so excited. So excited. Because, I'm just happy to be here. Right. Like I love having a break, but at the same time, I feel like... Man, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I know. Well, also, I feel like at the time that I needed to be on the show the most, we weren't recording the show. And yeah. I was like, wow, I really did need this podcast for my sanity a little bit. Right, right. Speaking of which, that is basically our topic of the day. Yes, yeah, sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Innocence. <laughs> All right. So do you want to kind of... um yeah, let's like Yeah, let's let's talk about like I guess kind of like the background of why we want to talk about this. Today. Okay. So as you could tell in the episode, get yourself a fucking hobby. <laughs> um the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you, Maddie, is because I just feel like even for myself and others around me, um, this whole season, November season, which you'll be hearing this in the spring, but maybe you'll resonate. Anyway, um, it's been a really big shift for all of us. Mm -hmm. This time of year, I think we're all decompressing still and healing. Finally, having the opportunity to heal from 2020. Um, chaos has been happening with the moon phases, perhaps. I don't know what it is, but there's something in the air and I'm not really loving it. Mm -hmm. And... So I know for myself that having hobbies or I might be an undiagnosed ADHD characteristic, yeah. if I'm being honest. <laughs> so hyper fixations mm -hmm. is what I tend to have. And I just love doing different aspects of creativity or things that challenge my brain as I move through the world. Right. So... Having these things, these pockets of um, creative bursts is so essential for my mental health. I was talking to my partner about like the hyperfixations, and he's like, maybe you should, you know, be careful about them and mm. try to focus. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I should focus. So I took some time and I didn't. I didn't do as much hyperfixations right. mm -hmm. as my brain would probably normally let me. And I was really just trying to focus. And I felt so low continuously mm. and it felt like my energy wasn't being able to peak in the ways that it needed to be it felt like shit honestly and so at one point I was like I need the hyperfixations. it's part of like my creativity it's part of how I move um this is essential for me so I have hobbies and I have many of them to keep <laughs> my purpose what what about you like what are the kind of like creative outlets that you have so right now, especially with a with a very active, very, very active four year old, um, some of the things that kind of keep me in the creative loop, but also keeping my sanity is really making activities for Zoe. Um, we would we started taking her to the library. Uh, we started this like last month, I believe. Um, and she's been loving it. Like we will take her to the library and then we would have a hard time telling her to go home. Like we will, we will always have a hard time telling her, Hey, we're done here. We're going to go. Cause she will be like, but I still want to be here. I love it here. And I love that for her. And there's so many activities in the library that I myself 
enjoy going there and like just browsing and just like reading there or even like doing work at the library. Um, I didn't grow up going to library in Indonesia because I don't know. I just didn't grow up growing. Like I didn't grow up going to the library, Um, even though my mom, she has her own like collection of books Mm -hmm. and she has like her own, essentially her own mini library. Um, But for whatever reason, I just never go. And then when I went here in the States, I went by myself. I remember this is like college time and we were supposed to be doing some research or whatever. And the professors were like, you know, we have a library across the street. You guys can go there. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. So I did. One day I decided I'm going to go to the library and then, oh my God, it's like a playground for adults. Wow. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, what is this place? Mm -hmm. And Ever since then, I always wanted to, I don't know, just go to the library or like take my kids to the library. And that finally happened this year. Um, So, yeah, that's part of like the creative side, like taking her to the library and then we finding different activities, me finding different books of activities to do with her at home. And let me tell you, I like I brought home so many books (laughs) and turns out, you know, that you can bring home up to like 250 books from the library. What? Yeah. I think some places maybe don't some places that. don't do it like that, but like the ones that we go to, I asked them what's the maximum books that you can oh take gosh. and borrow. She was like, um, you wouldn't you don't ha- like you wouldn't be able to guess. I was like, how many? And she was like, 250 books. And I was like, who has the time? But like <laughs> at the same time, God, that is so cool. Huh. And even Zoe was like, 250? That's a lot of books. And I was like, I know it is. So um, I've been doing that. Um, at the same time, I'm also, I still, you know. Streaming again. St- uh, uh, yeah, I'm going back to streaming because I love gaming. And gaming is one of my way of decompressing after mm. the day is over. Um, and then I also like the interaction with other people like on stream. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I need as a stay at home mom. My interaction literally is only with Zoe Mm -hmm. and Julio when he comes home from work. But that's the thing. Being a stay at home parent is not as easy as it seems. Like it's very, very, it can be very, very um, isolating. And one of the ways for me to keep my sanity around that is to have adult interactions like that. Mm-hmm. For example, streaming or um, honestly, even doing YouTube videos. Like even though, yeah, I'm talking to myself, but I could interact with people in the comments um, or yeah, like going to the library because you see other adults and then you get to talk to other people. Um, so yeah, that's my way of <laughs> keeping my sanity through creative outlets. <laughs> I just want to say I'm already impressed with the fact that you go to a library and actually do things. Most of, I know that sounds weird, but like most often I go to the library when I'm either traveling and need to be outside of the hotel or waiting mm-hmm. on my hotel, whatever. And I go there just for the internet and to edit photos. Mm. Nowadays, like the last, anytime growing up, I went to the library, I just felt like saying it because I felt cool. And yeah, I would read, but like, 
I, I wasn't reading or I wasn't doing anything. I was really wa- people watching and just mm. like being in the space. Sometimes the space is really humbling for me and calm. Um, so the fact that you're actually doing stuff is like, first off, impressive. <laughs> and also the I un- I completely understand and why being a mom, a stay-at-home mom especially, mm-hmm. is so difficult. Mm-hmm. Also, why I choose not to do that. But valid. That even, is so valid. <laughs> but even, you know, as an entrepreneur and having so much time mainly at home, I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, good. when we go to the library, though, like, it is hard. Like, Julio was telling me, I don't know how you can get any work done. Like, I actually can't. Like, cause we, so much stimulation. Right. I think so. I don't know. We both went with Zoe one day and I told him, hey, let's do work at the library. You know, let's let's try to be as productive as we can at the library. But at the same time, let's also bring Zoe because she needs her, her library time. Julio couldn't get shit done. <laughs> I got um, I got a lot of things done. Like when we were at the library, I was I was able to read. I was able to. Um, actually, actually like look through several books like mm-hmm. just to get the points of what I want to get um, but not Julio it was hard for him to concentrate I think um, but if let's say I go to the library just me and Zoe yeah I wouldn't get shit done why do you think Cause, that is because you're focusing on it, Zoe or? yeah yeah of course hmm. I don't know I still feel like even though the library is very much like family friendly place in the back of my mind I still want to be cautious. Well, yeah. In case there's sense. like some creepy weirdos out there looking at kids, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm ready to, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let this 411 frame fool you. <laughs> I always see it. Anytime you're ready to fight, I can already see the kicks. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I can't, even when it was me and Julio, like if Julio is focusing on something, I would read. And then every so often I would break my concentration from reading and then I would look at Zoe mm-hmm. to see if she's OK. Um, if any of the big kids are being mean or whatever, because she's tiny and the library that we go to, they have computers and a lot of the older kids, especially when we went there, it was during Thanksgiving break. A lot of the kids were playing Roblox mm. and we don't want. At this point, we don't really want Zoe to play video games. Be ex- no, I'm fine with her playing video games because oh, okay. she does. Like she plays on our Switch. Um, she plays. But um, at the library, Minecraft. no, we don't want her to be exposed to Roblox because oh, there's right. a lot of weird, creepy shit happening in Roblox. There's a lot of predators in Roblox, and we're just trying to keep her as safe as we can. It's fine that she plays video games. She plays Minecraft and she's she's in love with Minecraft. Um, she plays um, our Switch games. She loves Pokemon. And I'm fine with that. Like if she wants to play, go ahead, play. Because I like growing up, my parents were like, no, you can't play games because it's a waste of time. But I don't see it that way. Like when kids play games, they're actually using their imagination. Mm-hmm. It trains them. It trained them to use their imagination and Later down the road, they could use some of that, the skills that they use in gaming in real yeah, life. I get that. Um, like, for instance, Julio. His peripheral view is apparently really far because of gaming. 
like uh, as weird as that sounds. I get it because you're like you have your first point of view, right? But you're and you're like say Skyrim and you're walking the path mm-hmm. and then have to notice all of the elements coming right. within your path. Mm-hmm. So I get it in a sense. Yeah, like that's something that I didn't know until I met him and he told me, "Yeah, no, like I have pretty like good peripheral views because of gaming." And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was like, "I didn't know you could have that." And he was like, "Yeah." Yeah, I know that there's a lot of good actual skills that come from gaining like cognitive function, mm-hmm. retention spans or retention. So just how fast you do things. I think that's what that word is. Honestly, I get that confused. Even like intern even interior design. Like if you played The Sims, oh my gosh, growing up, oh my gosh, please, like growing up, girl. I see all these millennials. I still play it. Oh I got God. expansion packs just last week. <laughs> I'm leveling up. I'm finally getting the expansion. Back. I really, I, I like. I time. want to go back into Sims because I feel like I suck at interior design, but I love playing The Sims so much. If I'm being honest, though, I slowly stop doing the interior so much as I do like either the exterior, or I just focus on like now the gaming aspect of mm-hmm. it because you can do certain tasks that will give you like Xbox or ps4 like oh my like gosh. the system points oh my gosh um or even just the sims points in yeah. general so most of the time these days i just like there's so many people out there with all of the expansion packs and cool mods on ps P- pc so i just download their stuff that they put on there and use it for my sims and because like the interior stuff takes so much time it does but I honestly don't doubt like all the millennials that you see on Instagram or TikTok. The one that really decorate their houses. Or Sims players. Yeah. <laughs> you I think? don't doubt that they grew up playing the Sims like crazy, like obsessed with it, like playing for hours. Wow. Like I so I when I was younger, when I was younger, my parents uh, got us um, like a PC. Right. Yeah. Like a family PC. And I don't know who I think it was my dad. He downloaded the Sims or he installed the Sims. This is not download era yet. Right. He installed the Sims and little Maddie, not knowing any English, uninstalled it by accident. Uninstalled it? I uninstalled the crap out of it and I couldn't find it like for years. I don't think so. I don't know. I have no idea how, but like. Obviously, I don't Was know. Is it through the disc? I think so. But then, yeah, see, I don't know. I don't understand English. Like, yeah. not a lick of English. So I was like, oh, yeah, let me just click, 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 click. And then it's like, poof, it's gone. And I was like, what the fuck did I do? But I didn't, like, I didn't tell anyone. I just was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know where the game is. Oh, no. It's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, like, now, now that I'm an adult, I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, I still have that trauma behind, like, in the back of my mind like whenever i'm trying to install anything install a game or get rid of a game i always ask cool i was like is it okay if i click this <laughs> <laughs> do i have the comprehension yes i do but that that fear lingers in me oh my gosh that is so funny <laughs> honestly i can ramble about sims all fucking day if i'm being honest <laughs> i've had a long history of it and 
You'll probably hear about it later in the season because I'm going to bring her <laughs> onto the podcast because of how much like childhood history we have with that game and et cetera as a sneak. But um, <laughs> but to stay, I guess, a little on topic, <laughs> a little bit, of course, we have to ramble, but um, stay a little on topic. Hobbies. Let's talk about a little bit of like how where do we go? Mm. When we have no idea where to start. Right. I think the easiest way right now, the one that is, for me, the one that is attainable and it's so easy to get sucked in is through TikTok. You see other people doing all kinds of different shit on TikTok. Mm -hmm. That's how I started doing some crocheting because I saw... You crochet? Yeah. Whoa. Like I learned, like I, I bought like a crochet <laughs> kit. Like I, I made a freaking owl and a little bunny. Um, and then I start crocheting a blanket. I mean, it, the blanket looks hideous as fuck. I, I want to start That's over. That's the point. That's the but, point. You know, yeah, that is not the point. <laughs> but the point is, I crochet now. <laughs> but yeah, I started doing that because I saw some girl on TikTok doing like a whole ass blanket. And I was like, oh my gosh, that looks so cool. How funny. And it's very, very therapeutic. And then I started doing it. Okay, so then in my point of view without social media, because as much as I'm on it, mm -hmm. I was telling M Maddie about how much I rely on Maddie to send me all of the good content <laughs> on TikTok because I know it takes so much time to find the good ones. I think and it's I, the algorithm. Like I, I already I got like the cool algorithm. You now. really do because <laughs> you just send them to me. And same with Stephanie. She sends me all the good stuff. And I just don't know how big of my attention span is mm. to actually find the funny ones. Right. Um so I'm only on there for like, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes. If I get good ones from you guys, I could be there for hours. But <laughs> if I'm not, then it's... Anyway, so I'm not as much relying on social platforms for my mm -hmm. creative stimulation. But as weird as this is, I think what I do is if I have a task, say, oh, I really want to paint this room. And mm. I do. Or uh, the carpets. Like, I'm ready to tear them out, install some laminate, and the ceiling I send it I full on send I'm like okay let me YouTube show me how to do this see what my budget is yada yada I'll fucking do it mm. I will learn how to install this laminate flooring and I already know how I just gotta do it now waiting on the stuff see that's also another thing like I am so deep into um, what do you call that um, not upcycling remodeling yeah, it's like remodeling, it's like remodeling, remodeling houses on TikTok. Really? Oh my god! I have not There's entered so that. many videos of people remodeling their like fixer upper houses, and I'm like so so deep into it. And then I I believe and like I have so much faith in myself that I can do that. <laughs> What's your toxic trait? <laughs> Knowing that I could do it better. <laughs> I have I have the exact same thing and I know like halfway through I'm like I'm too fucking lazy I don't even nope we're nope I'm gonna for just me, do it for me it's, it's not even that my toxic trait is that oh you use a ruler I, I ball shit <laughs> oh I do the same no that's okay I do the same it's like oh you use a you use a, what do you call it like the bubble meter I, I ball this shit <laughs> yeah like with, 
like with cooking, it's like, uh, how do you know grandma made it good? She just eyeballed it. You know, so the first time I made my dumpling, it was actually like by accident. Like and like because I eyeballed the shit out of it. Like, well, no, my mom gave me a recipe. Yeah. But then she gave me a recipe for like certain amount. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm just going to add this, this and that. Next thing I know, I made 200 dumplings. <gasps> So you made more than I the made recipe? way more. And then I was like, mm, okay, so now that I know, because I eyeball this shit. So every time I made dumplings, I would actually make like somewhere between like 100 something to 200 dumplings. Hey, at least you know the texture. Right. Because I feel like that's pretty important. Right now, I don't dough. even know the texture anymore. I smell it. Really? Yeah. So after I, I the put it. Yeah, you yeah. smell the dough? Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that. In a My sense. grandma, she's even crazier. She'll taste it. Oh, wow. Along with like raw meat and sh- like every like everything raw, she'll just grab a little bit and taste it. <laughs> and I'm like, Popo, don't salmonella. <laughs> no, damn. But yeah, my mom was like, I cannot taste that thing. It's not. It's not even cooked. Yeah, like, no, no. Yeah, but now, like now, I know if the dough is ready, if the mix, like if er- all the ingredients are perfect by the smell. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I so here's my surprise hidden talent that I'm very proud of. And I think you already maybe know it, but I'm going to tell everybody else. My hidden talent is making bread. Like, okay, <laughs> I know that's like weird, but anytime I make bread, so the last ones I've made was hoagie buns. And yes, I'll like use a recipe or sometimes, depending on the bread, I'll watch a video. But I feel like the videos and more research stresses me out to the point where I don't even want to do it. Mm. So if it's like, if I look at the recipe and I look about how like how I want to make what it what I want it to look like and I just like use my previous knowledge of how to make bread, mm-hmm. I can just make bread. And sometimes it turns out so fucking great. Like the hoagie buns, first try. Nailed it. Nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. I was like, oh my God, I feel uh, such a huge you, confident boost. Did you ever thought about getting that bread maker? No, no. I see that's the thing is like, I don't think I want to get a bread maker. Because you already know just how to make it without the bread maker. Well, no, because I just like making the bread. Makes sense. Yeah. Like, I think it would take so much away from uh-huh. the whole aspect. Like, I like the sound of how the machine turns mm-hmm. the dough. Mm-hmm. Um I like the smell of the yeast activating. I like the bubbles and me being able to punch them. And um, like the crust, like the crunchiness yes. after it's out of the oven. Yes. Oh, man. I love the whole process of bread. And so my hidden talent <laughs> is to make bread. I cannot make sourdough, though, right now to save my fucking life. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it might be because I overstressed myself mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the math and Every video and everything that I read about it is so fucking technical. And I'm like, just tell me why you're doing it. Just simple. And I can just eyeball it. And I know some people are like, don't eyeball it. But I'm like, how did they make it in the first place? They didn't fucking know. Right. (laughs) That is so true. (laughs) So one day I'll make some sourdough and not kill them. (laughs) (laughs) I have like five sourdoughs I'll, I, I, I know all. I'm going back to the library but I found like a cooking section in the library do it 
Oh my gosh, they have sourdough. (laughs) They have like a whole section for like recipes. I grabbed two books for Indonesian food recipes. Really? Yeah, I took pictures of them. So in my iPad, in my like in my good notes in my iPad, I have like a whole like (laughs) book for recipes. Wow, just for recipes, and I what I did instead of writing it one by one because it's a lot of recipes. I took photos of like the pages. And then I yeah, just put sense. it in my good notes, right? <sighs> Have you made any Do yet? not underestimate the power of a craving pregnant woman. And also, if you're freaking high and want the munchies, the power of these two groups of people will make shit happen. Okay? <laughs> like, I haven't made any of the Indonesian recipes that I made, beca- that I found, because I literally just took photos of them like two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um but I already know what I'm going to make. <laughs> like, I'm just waiting. Because so right now, Julio has a different work schedule. He he works at night. So during the day, we try to spend time together. We try to not do a lot of too much activity so we can actually focus on each other and spend time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this weekend, we're going to like, I think we are going grocery shopping or whatever. I'm bringing a list mm-hmm. of what I want to get. So I can make all these Indonesian food because, oh, Describe God, let me tell me. you. Tell oh. me which one you have mm-hmm. in mind. OK, my gosh. Back in Indonesia, I think I talked about this before, like when we were talking about food. Breakfast in Indonesia is not. Oh, yeah. Cereal. Like, and- it's not cereal. It's not bacon and toast and eggs. Mm-hmm. Breakfast in Indonesia, it's like a whole like bowl of chicken noodles, a whole like a whole plate of coconut rice, uh, coconut lemongrass rice. So that's what I'm going to make. I want to make coconut lemongrass rice. Oh, my God. Aaron's going to oh freak. My God. So freaking delicious. I remember back home in Indonesia, I would ask um, like my nannies or my maids like in the morning. Like, let's say if I accidentally wake up at five in the morning, I would go downstairs and I was like, hey, can you please buy me that lemongrass coconut rice on like on the street on the street and then they would go and buy a whole thing and it comes with so the rice it comes with um what do you call it stir fried rice noodles which also is another thing that you can just eat by itself and then it also comes with boiled eggs that is basically covered in chili sauce Ugh, so freaking delicious and i'm gonna make that because that's what I've been craving these past, like, I don't know, like months. But it, I mean, it I, it's not as it's not difficult and it's not that time consuming. I guess I was just not really motivated enough. But like now that I find the recipe and like I can just like put everything together. You don't need a reason why you chose not to do it. I just know that you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I might do it. Send me that picture and I'll, I will do it. <laughs> Okay, so I'm thinking as we go, like, other aspects of ways that we can kind of find new hobbies, even just at a random. But I know that with a conversation I've had with my family members, Mm -hmm. they talked about, like, who they were, and they want to try to get back to who they were. Mm. And and my, my first response was, well, that's impossible. Right. I think everyone knows that you can't go back to who you were, especially as you were a parent. But even without being a parent, there's too much that has changed in your life that define who you are and or doesn't have to define who you are, but makes who you are. And 
I think that's very important. And I think that's why we can't get back to who we were. But then there's other aspects that I see being like, okay, I understand. Mm -hmm. Like I used to run a lot. I'm not fucking run now. Mm. Kind of okay with that because thinking about it just sounds terrible. But also I was like, I was doing, I was pretty mentally okay. That was a way for me to release. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so what would you say is something that you look back on in terms of personality, how you would implement that into a hobby today? So I thought about that um, when I want to say Zoe was only a year old or something. I like I start we both know Julio, we, Julio and I, we both know from the beginning that when we have kids, I'm going to stay at home because childcare is so freaking expensive. Um, Hello, America. Um, <laughs> Just... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Gosh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, childcare is so like ridiculously expensive. So we both know that going into parenthood, I'm gonna be the one that stays home. And then I'm essentially I'm letting go of what my dream career would be to be home with my kids because on top of Childcare being so expensive, I want to be present in my kid's life. Mm -hmm. I don't want my kids to not know me and vice versa. I want to know who my kids are. I don't want them to know their babysitters more than they know me mm -hmm. or vice versa. You know, like I don't I don't know. It's I think it's part of the like my growing up trauma. Yeah. That makes me parent the way I parent now. Yeah. Um. And so I used to think, oh, man, I'm not fun anymore because now I don't have adult interaction. My interaction is only with a toddler at that time, only with an infant. I don't have anything interesting to talk about because what else am I going to talk about? Yeah, she pooped like five times today. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, yeah, no, um, the dog do this. Like that is like the extent of my conversation. So. I got a little bit depressed for a little bit, for a little while, thinking, shoot, I lost who I am. But then afterwards, what made me kind of bounce back was first I went to therapy, right? Mm -hmm. I started talking about all the issues and everything. And then the one thing that I remember from my therapist, um, from my therapy session was you can't go back to who you were. You can only find an improved version of who you were. An improved version of who you were. And that got me thinking, you know what? You're right. You know, just because I'm different than, you know, the previous Maddie, previous versions of Maddie, it doesn't make me any less. Of Maddie. Of Maddie. Mm -hmm. But it improves who I am. Kind of like your working resume. Yeah. You don't delete stuff from your resume you don't erase stuff from your resume you're only adding things to your resume mm -hmm. and that's what that's what it is as parents um and then after I kind of changed that mindset that's when I start doing other things that's well that's when I started finding different hobbies to add to my day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. um yeah part of it was gaming um and then afterwards I went back to photography and then now we started a podcast. Um, 
And then now I'm like, I'm really thinking into like more, okay, what am I going to do with the gaming part, with the gaming aspect of my life? Um, I want to make more merch. Mm -hmm. I want to make more creative stuff. Um, I'm going to start looking at books on the basics of drawing, Mm -hmm. for instance, because I love to watch other people draw and I love all these cute characters. And I want to be able to do that for myself because... I don't know. I think drawing is so therapeutic too. Just honestly, even just coloring is very therapeutic. Uh, I really enjoy, like, I'm just still also processing a little bit of like what makes up the re- the new improved version of you mm. and how, in a sense, how do you even like locate what that is? Like, would you, do you think you would just start with, these are the things that I like to do right now. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that feel important to me. Mm -hmm. Here are the things that I'm interested in doing Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, actually, if if I'm like thinking about it a little bit more, there's something that happened to me recently um, through this pause of not being a podcaster (laughs) um, where I even messaged you and I was like, I think I'm going to get into improv Mm, classes. Right. right, mm -hmm. Because for some reason, my brain stopped thinking about who I was and who I am and started thinking of who I could be the who I could be that scared the shit out of me and what would be the most terrifying version of myself Mm. because I feel like that is the person that I need to become Mm -hmm. and so I was like, I'm going to start improv classes and I need to work on my speech a little bit more because what if I could be on a TED Talk show Mm. or what if I could be a writer? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I grew up thinking I was stupid. I grew up thinking I was illiterate and that I had no idea what I was talking about. I was a joke, Mm. like that concept. Yeah. And so that idea and that concept, I knew for sure. I was like, I'm never going to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. I'm I'm never going to be a writer. Mm-hmm. This is these are the these are the careers mm-hmm. that will never happen for me because I couldn't. Not because I wanted to, but because I couldn't. I think that's like the narrative of the previous generation. Like it's it's like it's not tiger parenting, but it's like tough love parenting. And so that end result Making us kids feeling like, oh, we can't do shit. Oh, we're too stupid. But if you if you look back at their generation, that's also what happened to them with how their parents parent them. So I feel like just you thinking like, you know, I want to start doing this. I want to start doing that. That's already like an improved version of yourself because mm-hmm. you want to break away from that. Like, yeah. Stigmatism or that feeling of, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where that came from, but I think maybe this podcast like kind of a, has been a growing step to that concept that mm-hmm. People might actually want to hear me mm-hmm. and people might be benefiting things that we're saying. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was part of the process of where I was like, I can't stop listening to 
myself say these words mm. or I have to stop listening to myself say these words. Yeah. Um, it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? And then, of course, you go into the motivational reels of and so, TikToks telling you like overcome it don't fear fear and shit and you're like you're right <laughs> I love that I love that side of social media <laughs> I think we all do because it's something that was not given to us given to no. us no no S- especially as teenagers mm-hmm. I went I know that I went mentally through a lot uh-huh. Uh huh. And you're already going through a shit ton of emotions. Mm-hmm. So going through through like a motivational side of TikTok is like, damn, I wish that my younger self had this. Right. Honestly, like even the way we parent Zoe, like I'm starting to make little changes because of TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> like how other parents are doing right. stuff. And not just that, like I when. OK, so when Zoe was younger, you know, when she was trying when she was learning how to walk. She'll fall a couple times and then we'll tell her, you're okay. You're okay. Apparently saying you're okay to your kids when they're feeling scared, when they're feeling hurt, that's very gaslighting. And I didn't Mm. think about that. And instead of saying you're okay, you can tell them you're safe. So... Damn. That there's my like, whole body got chills. Like seriously though. Like, that like, was healing saying, for me. <laughs> saying the words saying the words you're okay and saying the words you are safe, that has two different meanings. Totally. And it's like such a huge impact on kids. Because yeah, I get it, you know, like kids will fall, kids will cry, and you know, you panic when they break a bone or when you start seeing blood. But just because you don't see blood or you don't you don't hear the, you know, their bones crack. It doesn't mean that they're okay. They will still feel. They will still feel that jolt in their like, in their body of like that. Yeah, that that, that second reaction. of like, shoot, like what happened to me? Yeah, right. What happened to me? I'm scared. But don't just say you're okay. Get up. You're fine. You can say you're safe. So that's what we've been telling Zoe. Now instead of you're okay. It's that you're safe. Hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also Julio has been like telling me, stop saying be careful or stop saying watch out. You can you can say, hey, watch your surroundings because be more specific. Right. Because if you say be careful, then you instill that fear in them of like, oh, you can fall. You can this, you can that. So, yeah, that's one thing that I'm still trying to correct from my vocab with her instead of saying. Zoe, be careful. Or Zoe, oh my gosh, you can fall. You can just say, hey, watch your surroundings. So this is a terrible thing that I'm about to say. (laughs) But like, sometimes when you were like speaking of that, I was like, oh, okay, that's how I should communicate with babies or or with children. And then I thought about like the process of how I train my dogs. And it was very similar. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, Jay, you have to like self-check a little bit here. But then I'm like, babies and dogs are so similar. Oh my God. No, they are though. Like, honestly, speaking as parents to both fur baby and human baby, like, they're so close. They're so clumsy. Yeah. And like, and mentally, like, you, yeah, like the be specific. It's like with my dog, I have to watch my actions because based on the action, they're going to assume that was what. I was talking about mm-hmm. 
Um, so as an example is uh, my dog keeps barking at my neighbors, right? And so, or my neighbor's dogs. And so I have to go into that, immediately pull him back and take mm-hmm. him inside. If I don't do that, and if I say, you know, like, if I open the door and say, come in, come in, and then afterwards be like, bad boy, let's go to the kennel. Mm-hmm. He's going to think coming to me was the bad action. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's super similar in, in, in the aspect of you have like be specific because certain actions are going to think right. other things for children. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes the way we talk to <laughs> the way we talk to both Phantom and Zoe is like very similar. Like sometimes we'll sit Phantom down and we tell him, "Hey, you gotta stop doing this and that." Yeah, the same thing. Like how we would like tell Zoe things, you know, when let's say when we're in public and then she starts screaming and yelling because she wanted something, we would sit her down and we were like, "Hey, this is not okay." <laughs> same like same monotone, like yeah. very serious structure. <laughs> I love it. Maybe that's why she's like, Phantom's my brother. Like, she just knows. We get all treated equally here. Like, the same thing when we tell Phantom, hey, you better finish your food because there's nothing else. We're just going to leave your food there. If you want to eat it, you eat it. If you don't, don't eat it. Same thing with Zoe. Hey, this is the food that you're given. If you want to eat it, eat it. If you don't want, don't eat it. Kids are consistent. Consistency is key. That's funny. <laughs> no, I'm not at all going to ever compare though that again. I mean, obviously, okay, they're not the same. Right, no. And like also the parenting aspect. For some reason, it grinds my gears. And I love saying that. <laughs> it grinds my gears when there are pet parents who compare their... Oh my God. To yeah. be having a real life baby. Or like now that we ha- we have like a national like pet mom's day or something like that or on mother's day people will be like regardless if you're a pet mom pet you know like oh my god stop your dog doesn't come out of your coochie first of all i'm like first off i chose not to be a mom to a human baby okay i don't want to be associated with this shit (laughs) also don't tell me happy mother's day right like i have two dogs yeah like no, now you have three children, apparently. Yeah, like. I have three children, you know, like, yeah, like, I just, like, I never me. associate, I never tell myself, oh, happy Mother's Day before Zoe, when it was just Phantom and no. me and Julio. Never. No, it's weird. Like, yeah, I would, like I would like- sign, okay, what I would do, I would sign Phantom's name in, like, birthday cards and, like, <laughs> Christmas cards, like, it would be, like, Julio Maddie plus Phantom, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. like, it was never, oh, my gosh, happy Mother's Day to me. Yeah. No, it's like, only after we had Zoe that I was like, oh, okay, it's Mother's Day. Right. I'm part of this now. It's just bizarre to me. And I just like, just like irks me. Because it's like, how can you compare that? Mm-mm. You can't, you can't compare, like Mother's Day is a concept because they're either vaginally or surgically taking a few like a human or losing their child or that you know like Like, just because you lost a child doesn't make you less of a mother right and like but still like the whole process even the pregnancy alone or even the concept of like actually using your body to develop something Mm -hmm. versus I adopt I adopted a dog that going to come through going to a pet store and 
paying, paying for it for a dog is not the same. Yeah. Like, I get it. OK, yeah. Treat your pets like your kids. Right. Te- they are technically your kids. But we should have a whole different national yeah. day is yeah. what I'm also saying. Yeah, I agree. I it's agree two different that. things. It, it is. can't be compared. Yeah, because As, you don't, at the end of the day, you don't send your dogs to college. Right. <laughs> you don't not send to say, of dollars. Not to say at an age development. There reaches a development where obviously humans are not like dogs mm-hmm. or parent or animals in general. But like for a little bit, for a little bit, they have a similar characteristics. And that's all I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> no, I'm serious, though. Like the amount of times that we accidentally step on Phantom, the amount of times that we almost stepped on Zoe because she's right behind us when we're cooking. It's like, hello, you guys, like, stop. You yeah. know, like, why are you guys so like, why do you guys act the same? <laughs> <laughs> but like a dog is like an advanced progress i feel like or rushed progress of a child of toddlerhood right exactly (laughs) it's like oh their retention spans this in the next like month versus a child who Mm -hmm. has like within the next year and a half Mm -hmm. or whatever and then it reaches a point where it's like okay you're a human being but it's still not but it's still not the same yeah yeah (laughs) anyway that was super off topic once again but i'm I'm enjoying this so i hope you are staying with us (laughs) <laughs> How does it feel to going back in the grove? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like going out of tangent with us. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now we don't know how to do things, but I know this conversation's good. <laughs> um, regardless, I think there's different ways for us to always like find a new niche and a different hobby. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing that I would say um, to just is fucking do it. Like society and our parents and like generational traumas like we have so much shit telling us not to do it and i think it's just bullshit and i think it's so exhausting keeping that in mm-hmm. and i think part of the healing process and development of who you are is really just to be like fuck it like i don't care anymore i don't care if i suck at this mm-hmm. i don't care if somebody's like whoa that was so random or that's not like you any of that it's just like you don't know who I fucking am because I don't even know who I fucking am anyway. So just do it. Really. And it doesn't matter if you don't know who you are at the prime age of 30. Right. It really isn't. I mean, like, it really doesn't matter. I know people who are still figuring out who they are mm-hmm. in their 50s. Exactly. 60s. Yeah. Like knowing who you are is never about how old you are. Right. Like, you can... I don't know. Like, I literally just found who I am and found my own voice when I was 29. And But I think that's only, like, a part of who you exactly. are. Exactly. That's, like, I'm only scratching the surface. It's not even, like, all the way to the core. So, like, I'm still learning about who I am. I think we will always... Un- in a slight unfortunate way, I think we will always be learning about who we are. Yeah. Based on like the events that happen to us. Of course. Yeah. The experiences and the technical skills that we gain. Again, improving who you were. Right. That whole like. I like that. Yeah. I get like excited. You said two very like <laughs> goosebumpy things today. <laughs> and that is improving who you were and you are safe. I just want yeah. you to say that like on the mic. Do it. You are safe. (laughs) 
I'm a, I'm gonna listen to that creepily at night. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know, but now she does. <laughs> on loop. You on are loop. safe. You are you safe. Are and, safe. And Aaron will just be like, who is saying that? <laughs> oh, he'll know. He'll know who it is. Like, I recognize that voice. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, like, honestly, like, even right now, like, being pregnant with my second child, I'm mentally preparing. Because, okay, for the past four years, I got used to having Zoe. Like, the first year, I literally would look at her and be like, okay, so when's your mom going to come and pick you up? (laughs) (laughs) Because you're not mine, I don't think. (laughs) Like, it, it still hasn't registered in my brain when she was, like, a year old that... Oh, she's mine. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, like, so sometimes I would look at her <laughs> like, where are your parents? Because <laughs> I was like, I got used to being like, you know, by myself. And then <laughs> now I'm used to having a, a girl, like a baby with me all the time. But I'm not using I'm not I'm not used to having two kids. Mm. So that's going to take a getting used to for me. And sometimes I would be like laying in bed and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have another one. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm not excited. I'm so excited. But I'm like, there's like a process. Yeah, there is a process. I'm like, how am I going to deal with having two kids and a dog and a husband and myself? Like, oh, my God. I think with every event, even especially one like that, it's like. You still have to mourn who you were. Right. You yeah. still have to process like, this is what my family looked like. I mm-hmm. loved how my family looked. And this yeah. is how we did things. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be the same anymore. Because like for me, like I I know I can adapt well, but it's it's an adjustment. It is an adjustment. So like, for instance, my mom is here right now because my sister just have just had her baby. My mom is here. My auntie is here. So there's always people in my sister's house. Right. Mm -hmm. And then one night, my mom and my auntie decided to come stay with us. Um, They were like, hey, we want to hang out with Zoe. And my mom was like, I want to sleep over with Zoe. And I was like, yeah, sure. Of course. Literally, after they went home, it's just me and Zoe again. And I was like, oh, wow, my place is so empty. Mm -hmm. They only stayed for two nights. I got to get used to and get adjusted to just being me and Zoe again. No, I get that. You know, my in-laws come over, too, and it it just feels like a huge energy shift when they leave. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember this one time I was going through a lot and they came by and when they were leaving, I wanted to cry. I was hugging them. Oh, yeah, because I just knew that, like, that energy would kind of I needed to clean my house, apparently, Mm. because it just was so moody and shifty. Um, I I did that. I did that when Julio and I, we got married. Uh, basically, my parents were here. My sisters were here. So my parents, my sisters, and my grandma. So six people were staying at our house, plus the two of us. So there was eight of us in my two-bedroom apartment. And they were here for, I want to say, two, three weeks. And then after... No, they were here for like a good month. And then afterwards, when they all leave when we took them to the airport when we come home I cried mm-hmm. and even Julio was like he noticed that my mood changed and I cried because now I'm back to being alone and then that was kind of, that was like I think that was the hardest part for me of having a big family 
And then I moved here and then I was just by myself. Mm. And then having my family come here, fill my space. And then after that, in one day, it just went poof, they're gone. Yeah. That's when I like I still don't know myself then. I didn't have any hobbies then. So that was very, very like it's there's a huge chunk of me that went missing. Mm. But like now it took me a little bit faster to kind of bounce back. Because I feel like like having the hobbies helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because it it's not distracting. It kind of is. I mean, yeah, it's kind like, of. But it also, like, filled that void. Yeah, for me, it's also, like, an energy release. So, yeah. like, my, it feels like a distraction in a way. Like, I have all of this pent-up energy with everything that happens. Mm-hmm. And I need that outlet to just release... The yeah. energy. And that could just be like some artsy concept if you oh, really yeah. want to look at it mm-hmm. that way. But I think everyone can do it in different yeah. ways. So I don't think you have to be considered like an artist to be able to emotionally release into what you're creating kind of thing. Oh but my gosh, yeah, no. No, but it's it's just more if you're just taking your mind off of anything else that's happening and you're exercising and you're releasing that energy. Yeah. Like dancing. Oh, yeah. Dancing is a huge form of therapy to release energy. Um, I need to do it more often. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, wow, I should probably dance. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like another form is like, how do you release that energy? And and hobbies definitely feel like Mm -hmm. a distraction and are a way to do that for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting. You know how you know how we both like watching K-dramas? Yes, I fucking love it. Oh, my gosh. Like... (sighs) Our life is like consumed with K-dramas, right? But I found that I need to like sparingly watch the K-dramas. Otherwise, I hate myself for just like sitting there and like. Oh, my gosh. Well, because here's that's the thing is like with a K-drama, you have to have it in Korean and you have to have it on subtitles because I don't speak Korean. No, of course not. Right. I don't either. So then you have to pay attention to the subtitles. Right. And there goes one episode. And then, oh, no, there's another one. And then, oh, no, there's another but, like, episode. It's so hard not to get sucked in. But at the same time, like, once you get sucked in, it's like, oh, shit, my day is gone. I know. And, well, there's some... Uh, I have to put myself in a space now because I would do the same thing of where I'm like, okay, I really want to watch this. Here's why I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And though I know that I have things to do, I'll work on stopping it at this time but if it doesn't happen that's okay there's a reason Mm. because if I don't do that then I I wormhole so deep Mm -hmm. and I feel so bad and I'm like I was not like what is it um I was not productive Mm -hmm. I was not productive all day and I feel like shit because of it the one thing that I'm so scared about like my crocheting hobbit Hobbit, Hobbit. Hobbit. <laughs> My crochet hobby is that once you, you once you get good, you, you sometimes don't even have to look at what you're doing anymore. You can just like do that. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Oh my god, like if I do that while watching K drama, I literally won't stop. Probably that's great. More more than likely, I would not stop, and I'll just be like in bed, like doing that. Hey, at least you're productive. <laughs> I I cannot embroider and watch K dramas at the same time. Well, I think embroidery takes a little bit more, more of like eye, eye attention hand coordination. For yeah. sure. It sucks because I want to do both at the same time, mm. but I I physically can't. So, oh I'll have to like 
I'll have everything out and ready with the embroidery and food, TV, start it, start it. Oh, shit, go back. Like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to just put it away. I can't, like, I can't even edit my no. photos. Oh, no, no, no. While watching K drama. Like, nope. I would put Gilmore Girls or right. Grace Anatomy because, like, I've seen it like a million times. So, and like, you can hear. Yeah. And I know the narrative already. Like, I just need it for background noise. Totally. Um, And then I'll, I'll go and edit for like hours and hours and hours. But when it comes to K drama, Japanese drama, even Chinese drama, I cannot. I, I need know. to like, and I don't like it when it's English dubbed. No. It's not if the there's same. like if there's any show movie <laughs> although or although I don't mind it Spanish dubbed. Oh, oh my god, that's you have weird. To, oh I my god, do that. It's, it's like so weird for me. Oh my god, I, I know it's weird, but like <sighs> there is something about getting dubbed in Spanish and having that like emotion. Just get, oh my god, it's you know what it is trying to satisfying though for me is when I see like a K drama and. Like the recent one, I'm or no, actually, it's not a K drama. It's a Japanese drama. Um, but in the show I'm watching right now, they went to a movie theater and they uh-huh. went to go see Titanic, and it was in English, <laughs> and I really liked that because <laughs> because it just was like wow, different culture and like perspective. <laughs> it was cool, but I don't know that I can do so. The the show Love featuring marriage and divorce. Yeah, I was watching it with Julio's grandparents. But have you watched the newer ones? No, I haven't. I, okay. We still we still have we still don't want to touch it. I, get I it, watched but... it with my with Julio's grandparents, and they only speak Spanish. Let oh. me tell you, after they went home, and Julio and I we watched it again. I have to have it in Spanish. What? Like I tried, I tried it in Korean, and I was like, mm, it doesn't feel the same. So I switched it to Spanish. You know what? That particular drama though feels like a telenovela. Oh my gosh, it's so, very much like a novella. That's why I, I was like, that. this has to be in Spanish. So weird. Isn't it's the so... mouth weird though? In any but, language. But that's the thing though. Like you don't look at the mouth. You I need the no. subtitles anyways. No, I definitely <laughs> if especially with English, I look at the mouth. I have well, okay, to look with English. Yes, but with most things, like because. I'm not reading the titles all the time. I'm looking at their engagements. I want to see like their emotional cues. Yeah. So I look at the mouth and I don't know that I could do that. I'd be like, that's awful. (laughs) I I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is great. This is like a form of decompression for me. I'm like, I get my social time with Maddie. And now I get to ramble. Oh my god! I think this is just like, yeah, it's just us in general. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, totally. But like, it feels good though. It feels so nice. Like taking that break, it was nice. But at the same time, I was itching to go back uh-huh. into like podcasting. I was itching to go back into, you know, meeting new people, having our guests over, and just like having conversation. Like, yeah, engaging conversation. Because when it's just me and Zoe, our conversation, um, it's like. What are coyotes? <laughs> like, where do coyotes live? Um, what time do they come out? Like, do coyotes eat humans? Like, that is my social interaction with Zoe. Like, uh, uh, let me tell she is smart. She is very bright. Like, even Julio was, like, surprised because one day he came home from work and he was asleep because, like, 
<laughs> he was just sleeping, right? And then she went inside our room and she was like, mm, Daddy, I have um, I have a question. And, was, and then he was like, mm-hmm, yeah, what is it? I was like, mm, you know, coyotes are in the park near our house. And he was like, yeah. He was like, you know, they only come out at night. And he was like, yeah. I was like, do you know that they go in pack? Like, she has like a whole she conversation about it off. Yeah, like huh. she has like all these facts about coyotes. And afterwards, when Julio was, you know, when when he woke up and after he got ready, he was like, you know, Zoe came in the room and started talking about coyotes. <laughs> like, even though I was half asleep, I was like, wow, like she act- like she actually talked like a grown up, and huh. she's like, she's literally only four. Yeah, you know, but like the way she like described her knowledge of coyotes is like like a grown up but it doesn't mean that i can talk to her about what's going real on in the stuff. world real life stuff like you well, know depression life, but... you know yeah like it's different like it has like a different like social level yeah for sure <laughs> and it's like like it's engaging but it's not enough for my 30 year old brain yeah you know? totally yeah, I think that we, this is a great space for everyone to kind of just reflect on their own experiences yeah. and just kind of come together. So I'm excited for more of this season. I I just like the topics that we're going to get into, too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to Cause I feel like it's, too it's, much. It's but. a lot different. Well, it's not really a lot different, but it's different than last season. Yeah, I think we have a little bit more of like, an idea because I think in the first season we weren't exactly sure what topic we were basing it on. We were just mm. kind of talking to people and and thought of concepts that would work. Right. And, and we kind of just like Right. We did it. We right. just went out and did it. Yeah. Like without having any sense of how to do it. Right. Or like planning. Right. Really. It took us a while to start planning better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say better, not great, but like better. <laughs> Um, but now I think we have semi of a structure mm-hmm. and then our topics are very like on point and they feel like they make sense and it feels relevant too, which is good mm-hmm. in this moment. I mean, most of, most of the things felt relevant for sure, but yeah. Um, yeah. At least so, like this time around, it feels very cohesive yeah, and intentional. Yeah. yeah. So... Get ready to take care of yourself this season. Because <laughs> we're on self-care. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be funny, but... <laughs> I don't think it worked well. Perfect. But yeah, self-care and... Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And get yourself a mm-hmm. fucking hobby. And don't forget, you can't go back to your past life. You can't only improve your past life. And most importantly... You are safe. You're safe. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Now for today's affirmation. I don't need to be perfect. I just need to be good enough. And that is enough love for myself. I am doing the best I can right now with what I know and have learned. Take each day at a time. Relax into the present moment and know that all is divine. All is well, and I am right where I need to be. I'll show you how to love me to love you. Stay safe. Stay sexy. Wild baby.
You like your cupcakes and sprinkles? Yeah. What that else? Was, that was a good cupcake. <laughs>